0: Hello, this is Yusra from newsroundy.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 8th of September. India recorded 37,875 new COVID-19 cases and 369 deaths in the past 24 hours, pushing the death toll to 4.41 lakh. The spike was observed to be 21.3% higher compared to Tuesday. According to research conducted at the Indian Institute of Tropical Meteorology, IITM, High humidity during the monsoon has been linked to a rapid spike in daily COVID-19 cases in at least three cities, including Delhi, Pune and Mumbai. In Odisha's Bargarh and Denkanal district, 33 students have tested positive for COVID-19 in the past two days, the Indian Express reported. The chief district medical officers of both districts have launched contract tracing of these students and the state's mass education department has issued a probe into the matter. While Bengaluru's municipal corporation has restricted the celebration of Ganesh Chaturthi to three days in public places, according to a PTI report, in Tamil Nadu, the News Minute has reported that state Chief Minister M.K. Stalin announced in the state assembly that public gatherings for religious festivals will not be permitted. The COVID-19 restrictions will continue to stay in place till the 15th of September in the state, according to Scroll.in. The pharmaceutical company Panacea Biotech has announced the shipping of the first batch of Russian-made COVID-19 vaccine, Sputnik V, to India for distribution and sale on Tuesday. According to a statement by the company, the batch comprises 1 million doses of the second component of the two-dose vaccine. The farmers' protest march on Tuesday in Karnal, Haryana, turned into a sit-in protest and continued on Wednesday outside the mini-secretariat. Farmers remained camped outside the government offices, demanding justice for those injured during the lati charge by the police on 28th August. NEDB reported that farmers marched from the Mahapanchayat venue on Tuesday to the mini secretariat, answering the call for a gherao of the government office. The farmers were met with water cannons earlier in the day over breaching police barricades. However, there was no serious confrontation between the police and protesters. Later, langars were organised for the protesting farmers outside the secretariat. According to the NDTV report, the suspension of mobile internet and SMS services in Karnal district has been extended by another day till Wednesday midnight to maintain peace and public order. Haryana government had on Monday announced the suspension of internet and SMS services in Karnal ahead of the Mahapanchayat and Section 144 of the Criminal Procedure Code was also put banning the gathering of people in Karnal district on Tuesday. While the Muzaffarnagar Mahapanchayat, one of the biggest farmer events of the year, barely made it to prime time on Indian television, our News Laundry reporter Basant Kumar was on ground getting you facts because we don't depend on advertisers, we depend on you. Read Basant's report on the Hindi website of News Laundry titled, Ground Report. Muzaffar Nagar Kisan Mahapanchayat Ka UP Chunaf Par Kya Hoga Asar And if you like our work, then par our journalism, hit the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of the website and pay to keep news free. Three crude bombs were thrown at BJP MP Arjun Singh's residence in Bengal on Wednesday early morning. According to India Today, one of the bombs hit the main entrance gates of the house. Singh was in Delhi at the time of the incident but his family members were present inside the house. The police are investigating the matter. No injuries have been reported yet. In context of post-poll violence in Bengal, Governor of Bengal Jagdeep Dhankar called the incident worrisome. He said he expects a prompt response from the state police as the issue of saying security had been raised earlier with Mamta Banerjee. In protest against the allotment of a prayer room to offer namaz in the State Assembly building in Jharkhand, a public interest litigation was filed at the Jharkhand High Court on Tuesday. The PIL comes in wake of the opposition party BJP, creating a ruckus in the State Assembly over the same and accusing the state government of appeasement politics. The PIL filed by one Bhehraf Singh seeks the cancellation of the notification which grants a separate room for namaz. His counsel, Rajiv Singh, said that the allocation violates the preamble of the constitution, which clearly mentions secularism as one of the guarding principles of the constitution. He further emphasised that Vidhan Sabha was a lawmaking body and a public-funded institution. The BJP has been stalling the monsoon session proceedings and demanding that the allotment of the room either be cancelled or a Hindu place of worship also be granted to them. BJP MPs performed a keertan on Monday outside the house in protest, and the Hanuman Chalisa was read inside the house on Tuesday. The Assam government has drafted a new electric vehicle policy of Assam, which aims to put an intervention on air pollution by encouraging the use of electric vehicles. The draft policy was notified on September 4th. According to the Indian Express, the government plans to establish infrastructure for electric vehicles, including a network of charging points, and develop a skilled workforce for the sector. It also aims to make Assam the preferred destination for electric vehicle and component manufacturing by investing in cutting-edge technologies. The policy also plans to convert the state's public transport bus fleets into electric buses by 2030, which is when all government vehicles will also be converted into electric vehicles. According to the draft, the electric vehicle or EV charging companies will be eligible for a 25% capital subsidy on equipment subject to a maximum limit of Rs 10 lakh per station. The state government has committed that they will exempt 100% electricity duty on EV charging stations and offer state-specific incentives for manufacturing electric vehicles or electric vehicle components, in addition to the 30% capital investment subsidy that is already available under the Northeast Industrial Development Scheme 2017. The policy aims to attain a 25% penetration of electric vehicles in all vehicle registrations by 2026. The Delhi High Court today on Wednesday transferred the custodial death case of Ankit Gujar to the CBI. Ankit Gujar was a 29-year-old gangster who was found dead inside the Tihar jail on August 4th, allegedly murdered by jail officials. While dealing with the petition made by Gujar's family on Wednesday, which sought the transfer of the probe, Justice Mukta Gupta directed the file to be sent to the CBI by the Delhi Police. He said he expects the status of the report before the next hearing on the 20th of October. The judge stated, Walls of prison, howsoever high they may be, the foundation of a prison is laid on the rule of law, ensuring the rights to its inmates enshrined in the constitution of India. It is a violation of these constitutional rights of Ankit Gujar, who lost his life to custodial violence in Tehar Jail which has compelled the petitioners Geeta, Shivani and Ankul, the mother, sister and brother of the deceased Ankit Gujar, to file the present writ petition. The judge further added that if the allegations of the family are correct, it is a very serious offence which requires in-depth investigation. Gujar's body was recovered from inside his cell in Tihar jail on August 4. While transferring the case to the CBI, the judge also commented that his injuries indicate that he was brutally beaten and left unattended. The 14-page document raised questions on the jail authorities, role of the jail doctors, and also the non-functionality of jail CCTV systems. A video of Sheikh Malvi Nurullah Munir, the Minister of Education in the newly minted Taliban government questioning the relevance of higher education was widely circulated on social media and drew an enormous amount of criticism. In the video, Nurullah Munir was heard saying, "On record, "No PhD degree, master's degree, is valuable today." You see that the mullahs and Taliban that are in power have no PhD, MA, or even a high school degree, but are the greatest of all. With the formation of the new Talibani Interim Government that revealed its new cabinet on Tuesday, Taliban faces a growing number of protests across the country over the past week in fear of history repeating itself. In addition to this, Tolu News, Afghanistan's biggest independent TV network, reported that five journalists from Ittala Rose, a daily newspaper in Kabul, have been arrested by the Taliban on Wednesday according to the information shared by editor-in-chief of the newspaper, Zaki Dariabi. Maulawi Hafiz Mansour, a Taliban official at the city's international airport, on Tuesday, stated that Afghans stranded in the northern city of mazar sharif waiting to take chartered evacuation flights out of the country who have valid visas will be allowed to leave. He further added that only Afghans with valid visas and passports will be allowed to leave, as according to him, the majority of the Afghans who are waiting to take one of the four evacuation flights either do not have a valid visa or a passport. The US Secretary of State Antony Blinken, speaking from Qatar, has stated that the Taliban has committed to providing a safe passage for all seeking to leave Afghanistan with proper travel documents. He further assured that the United States would hold the Taliban accountable to their commitment. The United States is under pressure to make sure that the remaining Americans and green card holders are able to safely leave Afghanistan. That's all the news we have for you today. Keep safe from the din of disinformation and come back tomorrow for your daily dose. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent